Coming up on 5-Minute News. Ukrainians ignore surrender or die demand in Mariupol. Three mass shootings across Easter weekend in the US. And 443 dead amid climate change weather event in South Africa. It's Monday, April 18. I'm Anthony Davis. Fighters hold up in a massive steel plant in Ukraine in the last known pocket of resistance inside the shattered city of Mariupol ignored a surrender-or-die ultimatum from Russia on Sunday and held out against the capture of the strategic and vital port. The fall of Mariupol, the site of a merciless seven-week-old siege that has reduced much of the city to a smoking ruin, would be Moscow's biggest victory of the war and free up troops to take part in a potentially climactic battle for control of Ukraine's industrial east. Capturing the southern city would also allow Russia to fully secure a land corridor to the Crimean Peninsula, which it seized from Ukraine in 2014, and deprive Ukraine of a major port and its prized industrial assets. Its missiles and rockets slammed into other parts of the country. Russia estimated that 2,500 Ukrainian troops and about 400 foreign mercenaries were dug in at the sprawling Azovstal steel mill, which covers more than four square miles and is laced with tunnels. Moscow had given the defenders, including children, a midday deadline to surrender and keep their lives, but the Ukrainians rejected it, as they've done with previous ultimatums. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky sent Easter greetings via Twitter, saying the Lord's resurrection is a testimony to the victory of life over death, good over evil. If Mariupol falls, Russian forces there are expected to join an all-out offensive in the coming days for control of the Donbass, the eastern industrial region that the Kremlin is bent on capturing after failing in its bid to take Ukraine's capital, Kiev. Authorities in South Carolina are investigating a shooting in a nightclub that happened early Sunday that wounded at least nine people. It was the second mass shooting in the state and the third in the nation during the Easter holiday weekend. The shootings in South Carolina and one in Pittsburgh, in which two minors were killed early Sunday, also left at least 31 people wounded. No one was reported killed in the violence at Cara's Lounge in Hampton County, roughly 80 miles west of Charleston. But in Pittsburgh, two male youths were killed and at least eight people wounded when shots were fired during a party at a short-term rental property. The county medical examiner's office identified the two victims as Jaden Brown and Matthew Steffi Ross, both 17. Investigators believe there were multiple shooters, and police were processing evidence at as many as eight separate crime scenes spanning a few blocks around the rental home. The two shootings come just a day after gunfire erupted at a busy mall in the South Carolina state capital of Columbia, about 90 miles north of Sunday's nightclub shooting. Nine people were shot there, and five people sustained other kinds of injuries while trying to flee the scene at the Columbiana Center. The victim's age ranged from 15 to 73. The three Easter weekend mass shootings are in addition to other gun violence in recent days. 
Last week, a gunman opened fire in a New York subway car, wounding 10 people, though the suspect was arrested the next day. Earlier this month, six people were killed and 12 others wounded in Sacramento, California, during a gunfight between rival gangs as bars closed in a busy downtown area just blocks from the state capital. And a week ago, a shooting inside a crowded nightclub in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, left a man and a woman dead and 10 people wounded. And just last month, 10 people were shot at a spring break party in Dallas and several others were injured as they tried to escape the gunfire. Despite weekly shootings, there is no appetite for gun control legislation in the United States Congress. Authorities in South Africa said on Sunday that at least 443 people have now died due to flooding and mudslides that followed heavy storms in the KwaZulu-Natal province. KwaZulu-Natal Premier Zahili Zikalala said at a news conference on Sunday that 63 residents are still unaccounted for, calling the disaster among the worst the province has ever seen. We sympathize with all those who lost their relatives and friends in the floods that attacked KwaZulu-Natal, Zikalala said in a Facebook post over the weekend. As a government, we will do everything we can to help our communities that have lost relatives and friends. South African President Cyril Ramaphosa has delayed an official visit to Saudi Arabia to focus on the natural disaster, noting that he plans to meet with cabinet members to assess the damage. The storms and flooding have left thousands of residents homeless, knocked out power and water services, and delayed operations at Durban, the country's busiest port. KwaZulu-Natal residents are terrified of the thought of more rain falling on the region, and they said they are losing hope of finding relatives in the aftermath of the disaster. Africa's southeastern coast is expected to be hit hard by climate change, with more extreme storms and flooding expected in the decades ahead. The climate crisis continues to create extreme weather events across the world, bringing loss of life and hardship to thousands of people. Despite this, there is still little action being taken by the major polluters to curb their ever-increasing carbon emissions. You can subscribe to 5-Minute News on YouTube with your preferred podcast app. Ask your smart speaker or enable 5-Minute News as your Amazon Alexa flash briefing skill. Subscribe, rate and review online at 5minute.news. 5-Minute News is an evergreen podcast covering politics, inequality, health and climate, delivering independent, unbiased and essential world news daily. I'm Ken Harbaugh, host of Warriors in Their Own Words, a podcast that presents the unvarnished, unsanitized truth of what we have asked of those who defend this nation. As a country, we need these stories more than ever. Stories from Americans who have borne the battle, including 30-year-old remastered interviews with veterans from World War I recounting their time in the trenches of Europe, and with veterans from World War II, Korea, Vietnam, and from our most recent conflicts in Iraq, Afghanistan, and other battlefields Americans may never have heard of. Hear their stories by listening to Warriors in Their Own Words wherever you find podcasts.